This is Working to Beat. It is Thursday night, October 15, 2020. I'm Kevin Cooney. Thanks for joining us. Mike Kerm will join us shortly. Give me what you can do. As we get you set for another football weekend. It's a football Thursday night affair. No Thursday night football game, which I know everybody's heartbroken about. That got pushed back to Monday night with the Bills and the Chiefs. Uh, but we'll get you set for Eagles and Ravens this week. The last of the Murderer's Row gauntlet of three in a row. Uh, two on the road in San Francisco and Pittsburgh. And now back to face arguably the second best team in the AFC uh, in the Ravens. And uh, we will be joined to talk Eagles, to be, talk uh well, just about everything. Eagles, Philly, Sixers, uh, his career in broadcasting, and some other topics is one of the great voices of Philadelphia. And yes, he does sound a little bit like Mr. Kern. It'll be Anthony Gargano. He'll join us uh, in a moment to talk about, well, the world. The world. I guess that's the best way of doing it. We should. T- I should note, Mike will not be in on that conversation because... Of some technical issues, we're getting Anthony on his car phone, and with the remote setup, it's just easier for me to do it than uh, for uh, me to try to patch Mike in and all that, as opposed to what we do here normally with a Zoom. So it'll be Anthony and myself. Uh, at least that's the plan. We're going to try to see if it works with the three of us. If not, then it'll just be Anthony and myself. Uh, going forward and then afterwards mike and i will give our picks for week six of the national football league season big week for the eagles they really do need this game coming up against the ravens they need to be competitive i think they have a shot i'm not mr positive i'm not usually mr sunshine uh but you know it, it make it would make sense if the Eagles actually play well in this game, and I think Lamar Jackson has a little bit of overrated in him at this point, but we'll see. So that, that will break down that game. We'll break down the rest of the weekend, high school, college, and professional football. Uh, depending on what's left of college football after what happened with Florida and LSU getting postponed, and now Nick Saban has uh, COVID, and you know football's at a bad spot. Uh, at this point, I'm going to actually ask Anthony about that too because he mentioned about his fear for the game at this point going forward. So, a lot to get to. We'll also bring up the two playoff series going on the Phillies' decision to cut ties with Jim Jackson. I admit I'm biased. Jim's a friend from years of working on the beat with him, uh, sat next to him and Leslie Goodell for a long time, and uh, it could have been handled a lot better. Let's put it that way. Um, at least if you believe what Jim says. So Mike and I will talk about that and we'll get into other stuff because it's a weekend and you belong, you deserve to have good things on a weekend. But, and so one of those good things will start when we come back, Anthony Gargano. That's after this.
Bills have a huge game in a way, playing a big name opponent this weekend, and the Baltimore Ravens coming to town at Lincoln Financial Field. Meanwhile, the Phillies are making some really wacky moves, which kind of has to make you scratch your head. And the Sixers picked up Doc Rivers. And the question is, will they be interested in Daryl Morey now? To discuss all these things, there is no more familiar voice in Philadelphia sports radio than the man we have on. I am pleased to say welcome to Anthony Gargano here to work in the beat. Anthony, how are you? We go way back. We do go way back. And, you know, I would always see you in the booth when we would walk into the stadium together when you were doing the afternoon show on, on the other station. Uh, I mean, you you are you are a journalist, but you also make no bones about it. You're a fan of all this. And so what has it been like for you with all these teams kind of in flux here as we, as we, you know, go into October at this point. Yeah. I, you know, it's probably been the most miserable time since the late nineties. And at that point I was a uh, journalist, a real journalist. Uh, when, <laughs> when I was working in New York, I'm not now, I, you know, it's funny. It took me a long time when I left the inquire to do talk radio you realize eh, not really it's more fun if you channel your inner 12 year old to hit the kid who grew up in the town that loving all the sports right the geek so it's more fun that way so i decided you know what enough of it nonsense i'm just gonna be real you but, know what i mean forget but, about it but you no journalism here. but you still talk to a ton of people obviously we all know your relationship with spags, but I mean, you talk, you know, you were on a conference call or you were on a zoom call with Andy Reed. You, you still talk to a ton of people. So you still have that journalism. Yeah. Instinct. It's the natural. It's like you, you know, we were, you know, we have this natural inquisitiveness and, you know, I, I like to do more long form writing. Mm-hmm. So uh, like I got a project I'm going to do with Matt rule and, you know, all this stuff. So I, I like to keep, I'm doing something with the Sixers so I like doing the long form book stuff where you can actually cut and you know this because you've it's it's fun to actually be a storyteller. So I, I kinda I, I like the uh the the information. I love the storytelling. I think that's what ultimately got us into the business, right? It, yeah, it was storytelling. It, it was the love of sports, it was storytelling, it was the idea that you were you were seeing something and it was a blank page every day. I mean, you, you notice like when you would go cover something, yeah. you literally had 50 inches you had to fill in a given day and you had no idea necessarily what was going to happen. And is it, and that's, Wait, we got to explain that. Well, so, inches are newspaper space. Inches, right. So the inches were our assignments, mm-hmm. the length of our stories. Yeah, and uh, man, you just gave me—you brought me back with a big smile on my face. <laughs> I love that. They didn't talk in words. No, that was uh, that was like magazine stuff. Newspapers was inches because of the newsprint. And by the way, if if somebody said fifty inches now, they would think that's the whole front page at this point because they've shrunk the news <laughs> hole so much. Um, I know it's box. It, oh, and we'll. Get and, and look, every business is, has struggled. I mean, you know, I know, one thing you've had though, 
on, on sports talk, you've had some really loyal advertisers. I mean, you know, Bob Bob Marino at Spring Garden, you've had Primos, you've been you you've been able to keep all your advertisers. You know, when you went from IP over to 975, they went with you. What is the what is the key to that? You know, I I think it's 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 listening to the now some of these guys now remember I have a long relationship. Right. Look, here's the thing. In Philadelphia, right? Mm-hmm. It's the biggest, smallest town. And so you know, Bob is one of my best friends. We grew up together, right? So, of course, he's going to be loyal. Sure. But he would he would show what Dell money for me. So, right? <laughs> Nicky and Primo's, I love. Right. He'd be the same way. Uncle Greg and Family Chrysler does eat ram the same way. And, you know, so I think it's, if you care about people, yeah. you only do the ones that, you know you believe in so you're honest when you tell people about like i don't say i wouldn't do i wouldn't endorse anything that i wouldn't send my family to and that's okay. how i look at it. uh let's get let's get into the football stuff you yes you a two-pronged question here i heard you this morning when i was actually on my way to school and um the one thing you're concerned about the rest of this football season, aren't you? With all the COVID stuff going on, yeah. obviously, you know, you have the Nick Saban stuff in college. You have another Falcons coach and, and another NFL case coming up. Um, how can uh, you're really concerned that this thing's going to go off the track, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, I, you know, here's the, here's the thing. And, and, and you know, this, uh, you're a news junkie. So if you look what's going on in Europe and you see that there's issues all over Europe, Paris is now under a curfew. London has issues. Uh, all over Spain, they're going to close restaurants and bars. And there are usually like five to six weeks ahead of us, right? Yeah. So there, are, Europe's right now at a hundred thousand cases a day. Right. And and today in this country, sixty-four thousand. So. And th- and think about it, right? We're we're not even in the colder months yet. Right. right. So come November, what's that going to be like? And I, my fear is we're so fatigued by it that, you know, we so strive to get back to normalcy that people don't believe in it. They think it's a political tool. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people, a lot of doctors, university of Pennsylvania. I mean, it's real. It, mm-hmm. It's, it's not, it's not, a political tool it's it can be politicized but the virus itself is real and you got to protect yourself and your loved ones and and that's what scares me because at some point if the cases go out of whack what do you think the players are going to say wait a second you got everybody at home but mm-hmm. what you want us to play i mean how long till they say look guys this is just too much of a risk and you wonder. I hope not, and I hope I'm wrong, and I hope, you know, well, because I, I, I love the I love it. I mean, it's nothing better than just sitting back and watching a, a game. It's comforting. And, and, but you're also talking about a league that will go through hell in a gasoline suit to get every possible dollar they can in the NFL. So that yeah. could be an interesting battle. Like, if the players yeah. say that's enough, and Roger Goodell's held pressed to go on, even if it means delaying things a couple weeks... Yeah, that could be an all-time battle there going forward. If, yeah, if it although happened. I think, I think ultimately the league would have to relent because and fear 
litigation. I mean, at some point, again, now hopefully none of this comes to this. True. But it's not, at some point, there are labor laws, and you go, well, you're exposing <clears throat> workers. It's an unsafe, unsafe labor. It's an unsafe workplace, right? Exactly. Um, you're also not fired up about the Eagles this week. I mean, you you are skeptical that they turned any corner in Pittsburgh last week. Am I am I reading you wrong? No, no, I, you're right. I I, uh, I listen. I love a couple things, right? I love the way Wentz played. I love Fog. I actually think Fogum is actually real. I actually mm-hmm. think he's just so. And, and look, you know it. <clears throat> you watch the way he runs a route. Mm-hmm. You watch the way he high points a ball. You watch his hands. He's a legitimate receiver, and so I, I like him. Uh, you know, I mean, there's some things the offense, but. I mean, look, this Baltimore team's tough. I mean, and this defense, I, I don't know. Well, I, I mean, you know, they've been good against the run, but this is a different kind of run. Well, I mentioned this with Kern when we recorded our bit earlier. I, I said that the one thing that, that the Eagles can do, though, is get pass rush pressure. And Lamar Jackson, whenever he does get pushed, if you can, if you can get pressure on him, he does tend to, to to melt a little bit. So that might be their best dope in this game. Problem is, if he gets through the first line with the D-line, their linebackers are so awful. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, and that's the problem because Schwartz does not like the pressure. Right. Right? Yeah, I, I you mentioned Spags, and, and I talked to him before we were just talking about the pre-Baltimore game, the game they won, and a lot of people thought that Baltimore would be Kansas City, and we were talking about Lamar, and yeah, let's, you know, you're a defensive coordinator. You see Lamar, you go, oh, my God, let's keep me up at night. One of the things that, you know, you, you want to test is you want to test his metal when you're bringing more than they can block and you're not going to let him breathe. And that's what he did. You know, he did man zero four straight times to right. the end of that game. Now, that's not Schwartz. No. Schwartz is wide nine pressure. Mm-hmm. Now, that also means the ends – have to contain, right? And that's not you, Derek you Barnett's gotta, strength. Exactly. You got you got to be disciplined. So how's so that worries me. Yeah, and, and look, I mean, they also their season may be defined by the next three games beyond the Baltimore game. I mean, you know, you look at the two against the Giants, the one at home against Dallas. If you win yeah. those three, no matter what, you're going to be four and four, four four and one. I guess by the time you you. You really get into the second half of that schedule. They need to be there if they're going to have any hope of making a run at this division, I think. Yeah, and I think you can be – I think you can win all three games. You right. can certainly win two of the three. And as long as one of the, one of them is the Cowboys, that, that keeps you within striking range of the division. And, you know, I think Andy Dalton's good, but their defense is horrific. And can Andy Dalton generate enough offense like Dak to overcome their defensive inadequacies? I, I don't think so. We're I talk- think they're in trouble. Too. Yeah, we're talking to Anthony Gargano from uh, 97.5 The Fanatic. Let me bring up um, if the, look either way, no matter where they go, this organization needs a, a, a pretty good cleaning right now. I think. I mean. Whether it's the head coach or the GM, I'm more on the GM. The GM is failing them at this point. Right. They have to approach the way that they're doing things differently, don't they? 
Yeah, I, and then you wonder again. The you wonder the role of the Super Bowl, and you know what kind of lasting impact that has, at least to Jeffrey Lurie, who, by the way, also needs to. I don't want to say check himself because he's the owner, right? Right. But, you know, he's he's got say in the draft room, and it's the drafts that have failed them. I mean, you go back over the last five years, and it's great, man. Look, they got the Super Bowl, and no no one's ever done it. So I I am forever grateful, and it was a beautiful moment, and I like all those men involved. But beyond that, you know, they have not done a good job at personnel since then. And you can see it. They, they've atrophied their bad contracts. And, you know, the Alshon Jeffrey contract, that one, the extension. Was awful. I, I, I mean, I, I can't even. The Sean Jackson was awful. Exactly. But the problem is, is that they missed on J.J. Arcega Whiteside. Yep. You missed on all these receivers. You missed running backs who you had to use last year for Sanders, who I like. But if you remember the Pumphrey year when you had all those backs, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it, it, it all it just it further and further kills you. And if you look at it honestly, they're light years away from true contention. Yeah, in an NFC which is going to get better. I mean, look, Ron Rivera is going to get the Washington eventually to be an adult right. organization. You would think, right? Yes. I, I mean. Joe Judge, you know, I've known him because I covered him in high school. Joe Judge has a clue. I mean, I, I he may be hindered by a bad. I, I, I like him. Did you see the other night uh, against the Cowboys? He has the perfect call on the fake. And the, right? and the lineman lined up offside, yes, and yes. he freaked out. He was pissed yes. off beyond belief. That's yes. the Joe Judge I got to know, actually, when he was a player yes. at Lansdowne Catholic. Yes, yes. I agree with that. I think he's a sharp guy. I think eventually he figures it out, too. Um, Do you think they got too arrogant in the wake of the Super Bowl? You know, we yeah, heard the new I norm. Mean, I know that people said that. I And I hear that. I mean, what what does arrogant mean? Is the, Does it mean... Or I, I don't think they're arrogant people. At times, they can come across... Um, you know, Doug, who I think is a sweetheart of a guy, right? But at times, when doesn't he, like to be questioned, caught, right? Like when he's caught in a spot, he reverts to, "Well, you know, you didn't play football," and the answer is, "Well, did you? I mean, you wore a cap. What about Belichick, though? All right, what about that? Yeah. So that's a defense mechanism, and I don't hold it against Doug. Um, I don't think he's an arrogant guy. I, I Howie, though. Think Howie, Howie's arrogant. I think it's less. I, and look, I know nobody wants to pick up for Howie or hear me pick up for Howie, but I will say I think it's less arrogance, and I think it's more being self-conscious, right? So let's have a real. You want to have a real talk? Go ahead. So. Here's a guy who's been told his whole life, right? Professional life. You're not a football guy. Right. 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 You're not a football guy. Mm-hmm. Go, 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 go press the buttons on the calculator. Right. Like, yeah. You know, and after a while you get beat up by it. Sure. And then you start to turn around and you go, Hey, I've been in the league for 20 years. Doesn't that since I cast a check in, a, in the NFL. Doesn't that or, make me a football you know, guy? Right. 
Right. Eighteen years. So I think, but I do think that he holds on to that. That's baggage, and that's what makes him seem arrogant, which is he's overcompensates. And I think like the Hurts pick, like I think he's. Well, that that's the one that paints him as arrogant. That right. I think he's genuine. Like I think he's a genuine, genuine guy. Right. Right. Like you know, I think he's like, hey man, you know, we get a quarterback, we can flip him. I hated the pick. I hated the pick. Yeah. Because for a million reasons, one, you you need weapons. You can't you you have not drafted well. You can't throw away picks. So I think he was trying. I I I think you're right in that. That was an overcompensation pick. Uh, we're talking to Anthony Gargano. All right, I'm going to ask you a question. Of, I think we both agree the Flyers are in good shape, but of the three yeah. other teams in town, which one's in the biggest trouble? Eagles. Really? I don't know why. Yeah. I expected you to say Phillies. Um. Well, baseball, you could fix baseball. But you got to get the right people in, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, listen, it was tough because I want, I kind of struggle between those two. Yeah. Uh, my worry with the Eagles is I mean, there's not a lot of young talent, right? They, have all, they, they almost have to go through, and I'm worried they're going to waste whatever Wentz has or is. Right. Phillies, I mean, you like, you like Nola, even though he's not an ace. You like Wheeler. Eflin pitched well, mm-hmm. right? So you got three starters. Your bullpen is a complete disaster. So you need a closer. You need everything in the bullpen. Position players, if Hoskins. Well, they have, was, 15, they have 15 designated hitters, I think, right now on the roster. I know. <laughs> but if Hoskins is real, right? Like, if, remember that little. Yeah. That stretch he had, if he's real, right before the injury, it's not a complete disaster. But it all hinges. But you have the real Muto issue. Mm-hmm. Okay, are you going to sign him? You have to redo your whole farm system. That's a disaster. Yeah. Because I like Bohm a lot, but who? What do you got after Bohm? You hope Spencer Howard is there in the rotation, and he's I maybe a he's three or a four at this point. Yeah. Right. Agreed. So you know, I don't know. I mean, you need to fill center field. You probably need a left fielder because you're not sure about him. Yes, you're gonna yes. have to get a shortstop in here. Yes. I don't think the catcher's coming back. I, I've kind of that, that's a that's a huge hit. I mean, hit. and they have nothing in the system that no. percolating to bring up immediately. No, and, and, and here's another one that kills you. Oh, jeez, you're, you're you're we're answering this question. It's the Phillies. Uh, <laughs> King, yeah, is a problem, man. King Kingery's a, and, and here's the here's the other thing. What I I love John Middleton, right? I think the yeah. guy can be a great owner. I do too. But what in the world does he see with Clentac, McPhail, Ned Rice, who's just an extension of Clentac? What have they done? Like, what am I missing? I love to give those guys the benefit of the doubt, but what what they've been horrible. They've done nothing. Well, they failed miserably. I think they're just trying to basically run out the contracts at this point with these guys. Yeah, but if you're a, a if you're a cigar magnate, you don't get that luxury. Yeah, if you lost 180 million dollars and you're cutting the play by uh, the pre and post game host because he's a luxury, I mean oh, yeah. that that's yeah. I mean that 
there may be some underlying problems we don't know about with them financially. Maybe. Maybe. Um, you are on board with Doc Rivers, I assume, correct? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Doc's is probably the the perfect guy that dropped out of the sky for him. You know, you think about it. You you need somebody to unlock Ben Simmons, and short of Jay Wright, who was never taking the job, right? Who I would have been my you know backup, the Brinks truck, give him whatever he wants. That would have been a year uh, ago. I think if you did it a year ago, I think if you tried that a year ago, you may have got Jay. Yeah. But no, Doc is the guy. He's going to win national championship. He's going to be, he's got a shot. He does. And great recruiting. Yeah. He's I love Jay. Anyway. uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah. I I think Doc is sharp. And if there's anybody can unlock, then it's definitely Doc Rivers. If it doesn't work this year with Embiid and Simmons, under Doc, um, do you have to think about breaking them up? So I really don't want to. I want to see what it looks like. I mean, I, I, you know, again, he's got to, he's got to score. Here's the problem, right? You got to have somebody. See, Ben has to score 24, 25 a night, and he's got to be capable of scoring forty. Yeah. But that's what they're missing. And he has to be that guy. He's got to be Jimmy Butler at giving you a man's triple-double, not a 12-12-10 piece, right? He's got to give you, oh, man, we need him tonight. Big man's not engaged. Big man's down trouble or whatever. Big man's tired. I need Ben to carry him. And he's got to be able to carry him. I think Tobias is better once they once when Ben's on the floor and if he's a natural third option, you to buy fine. And then you've got to figure out how you're gonna surround what are you gonna surround him? You need a couple of shooters for spacing, right? Yeah, you do. I, I think the problem though is you're in such salary cap hell, I don't know how you make the pieces fit. You know, um, you're not gonna be able to unload Horford. I mean, nobody's taken that. Nobody's taken Tobias. Well, we think we think that, right? But here's the one thing you learn about the NBA, all right? And you know this because you're you're an NBA man too. You know it's an agent's league. Uh, that's true. And you be you'll get guys. It all depends. And remember, El, this is going to be Elton's. It's his squad now. From hell, mm-hmm. last year he had Colangelo's crowd nipping chiming in you had brett chiming in well that's not the case anymore this is elton squad and elton and and you know that in the the nba duke and usa basketball are right there Mm -hmm. right and and, that's elton and and with doc there too doc can recruit yes yes doc is a, a, a a He's one of those uh, salt of the earth guys in the NBA that people yes. want to play for. So totally. But the problem is, are you going to take are you going to take the Horford contract and try to package it to maybe get Chris Paul back here so you can maybe take pressure off of Simmons as a point? I don't know. It, it, it's a well, he always needed somebody next to him, right? Like to me, I don't know how you feel about it, but to me, Ben is my point guard, but. I need a secondary ball handler on the floor mm-hmm. with them. 
right? Somebody that could shoot, but also someone that could handle it a little bit. That's why ultimately Colangelo wasn't wrong with Fultz. Right. It, it, it was the wrong Fultz. player. It was, right. It was the wrong kid. It wasn't right. the wrong idea. It was the wrong kid. Exactly. Um, exactly. I love when you do the five. Okay. So I've oh, got cool. I I've got five questions for you. Ready? Oh, that's awesome. All right. Yeah. If I made you the GM of the of the Sixers, what would be the one move you make? Oh, can I get? Uh, I guess I can't get Bradley Beal, right? Uh, <laughs> Boy, you you'd be doing a lot of capology there with that I one. I know, man. I know. Had you asked me a year ago, I would have had a lot of answers. Now you have They're all capped out. Yeah. It's so hard. <laughs> I I got to have to, I'm going to have to, I got to look at the shooters that I see. I, there's so many guys I don't like, right? Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. If I was the GM, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of crap guys around the league. You know that. Yeah. And, and people are, you know. But, um, and usually they end up surrounding LeBron and somehow winning titles. So it doesn't right matter. It's amazing, right? It's amazing. <laughs> See, the one thing they missed on as, and I go back to Hanky because I like Hanky, right? Right. But one of the things that they missed on was they never unearthed that foreign gem. No. Right? Like, and I, and, and for a guy like Sarge Hinkie, was supposed to be it, but they never got him to yeah, that point. And I love Dario, but he, he was just. Yeah. He's just too slow, too too slow. I right. mean, you know, and and he's got weight issues, and he's got to be a better shooter. I love the kid, but mm-hmm. you know, he's not the he, he wasn't the guy. It, I I always was shocked that they that Hinky didn't unearth a gem, and the same thing with Clangelo. These guys would spend more time in Europe, right, than anywhere. I mean, got, they they were their passports were stamped more in the postal office. I mean, post, I mean, it was pretty ridiculous. They were spending a lot and of time they, in Slovakia. Yes. Yeah. And they couldn't, yeah. Besesniks and all, <laughs> like, come on, man. Yeah. You got to give me a platter. If you're going to spend it, I don't know. You and I both know about travel, right? When I was at the post, yep. I traveled 300 nights a year. All right. I used to run up bills, right. but these guys forget about it. Black cards. You know what they're <laughs> running up. You got to come up with a player. All right, you got to come back with a player. All those miles, I would have came up with a player. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you question two based off that. What's the max number of nights you had at Marriotts? Oh my god! <laughs> so it was the best. I was a platinum member, baby. Oh. I was the top. It was the greatest. I I traveled. I went to Hawaii like five. Well, I went to Hawaii. Travel all over. On, on points it was the greatest that, that was the best I part of the it. baseball beat that was the best oh, part of the baseball the beat it was like oh my god I, I i took my honeymoon on points off now we decided to go to clearwater because of sentimentality for my wife and i yes. but it was like yeah i didn't pay for a damn thing no the airfare was free and the and the and the thing was free and the, and the hotel it was great and you and you're staying and and, and we stayed on the beach. Hotels. Yeah, it's the best. It it and is. You got the um, the concierge lounge, lounge like a little concierge floor. Yeah. Get the you know they'd have a happy hour in there. Yep. And I would I loved it because I used to do these things, these big long pieces on Sunday for the post. So I would go to like a college football town, do a big story, and then I would write for a couple of days, 
and then I would fly to do an NFL game, and like I would do whatever during football season, do the Monday night game. But I would get a couple days where I was just in the room writing, and I was the best, right? Yeah. You're, you're, you know, fun, great days, man. Oh. They, they don't exist anymore. No, they don't. That, that's what Zoom is now done. <laughs> Zoom takes the uh, the Marriotts out of the equation. Who was how your? Do you do, how do you do that? How, how do, do you, you cover a beat on Zoom? Um, from what I've heard from the guys who are still at, pretty active with it. It, it's you, you can't and you better be hoping that you have a ton of phone numbers in your cell phone that you can text guys yeah. and that yeah. you have a relationship yeah. that they'll answer back. Who was your favorite coach to, that you covered? My favorite, um, either as a sports talk host, inter- either so sports talk or interview. Yeah. It's two answers. My favorite interview was, uh, Pat Riley. So I sat with Pat. He had a house on Star Island in Miami. And when I was at the Post, they used to do Pat the Rat sure. at the top of the page. And so he loved it. He used to crack up. He loved that. So I went down. I spent the whole afternoon uh, with him, sat on his lanai. He smoked like a pack of cigarettes and drank some wine. It was a great day. Um, he was awesome. And then my, but my favorite all-time coach is Andy Reid. Andy gave me all the access. I learned so much football from Andy because I learned how they actually did it, right? So I used to be in meetings. I was on the road with them. I was on the team playing with them. And he let me do all that stuff. He told me I could write, do whatever I wanted. The only, his only caveat was don't, uh, don't quote me cursing. And he never did anyways. No. I was like, whatever. See, I, but he I was a great, he was a gentleman, man. I, I thought, Char, I thought you would have said Charlie because you and I both covered Charlie and Charlie was incredible. Uh, well, you know, what's funny. Charlie's on another plane of existence. He's like my, he's like my grandfather. Like, yeah. like, you know, it's funny you say that Kev, because you probably have the same relationship with him. I almost don't even view him as like somebody I covered as more as someone I love. Like when he was sick recently, yeah, you know, I called him every day. You're all right. I feel and I'm texting him. Like I love him. I love him. Like literally, I love the man. He's a he's a amazing soul. He and you you could attest to everything I'm saying. I he, I, uh, I I can t- I'll tell you the story. Okay, so when I covered Charlie, and this was the year after he got fired. Okay. I saw Charlie in the press box. My father had passed away from cancer, and I was having a fundraiser tournament for the hospital he worked for, the Cancer Treatment Center over in Juniana, okay? And so I'm like, and Charlie goes, you know, hey, you know, you're having a tournament. I'm like, yeah. He goes, I'll be there. I'm like, okay, you're going to be in Florida wow. now, right? So he flew himself up because the only thing I ask is you pick me up. Now, he stayed down at the uh, residence inn down at the Navy Yard, Okay. So, yeah. so my stepson at the time was 16, 17 years old and he was helping me out that day. So I'm like, Hey, hop in the car. You help Charlie out with his clubs and everything. Right. So we pick Charlie up. He's standing outside. My, Joey gets the clubs, puts them in the, in the trunk. And so Charlie gets in the car and we're talking, him and I are just talking about some things about a player who was really struggling at that point, who was on the big league club. And Charlie, you notice, Charlie can work a little blue. 
you know, when it's not a, key, a camera or a tape recorder around, Charlie would be honest with you about what he felt. And he didn't realize my stepson was in the back seat. And my stepson's looking there hearing Charlie Manuel use words he never thought he would ever hear Charlie Manuel use. Charlie looks at my rearview mirror, sees my stepson giggling, and goes, you're going to get an education today there, son. You know? <laughs> and, and that's just the way Charlie is. He was awesome Wait. with them. And Wait, I got Oh, that's unbelievable. I got the same story. I mean, I got them on speaker, right? Right. I got the, my kids in the back, right? I got Anthony Mosmo at that time. I was last year, so it wasn't that long. Right. They're 10 and 7, so they're 9 and 6, whatever. Okay. So we're talking, and he's just dropping that bomb after that. <laughs> now, I, 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 at this point, it's too late, right? Yeah. So I can't even say anything. So I hang up the phone, and he goes, my, my oldest goes, well, um, uh, Charlie cursed 41 times. Charlie is one of the all timers. I, uh, I, 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 I don't even put him in that category of people like that. We, he's, he's so down to earth. He's everything you see, you think is him. He's the best. He's a treasure. My last question. Okay. Of yeah, we all have our favorite teams from the ones that win titles. Okay. Right. Kern right. and I brought this up on the last one. What's yeah. your favorite one that didn't win a title? Well, I mean, you know, I love that 04 Eagles squad, man. I the 01 Sixers was awesome. The 04 Eagles, TO, 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 TO. I mean, that was a great Jacksonville turning into the into Phillyville. Oh, one with Pat Croce was the best. They lost and, something when he left. Uh, yeah, yeah, they lost their soul. Yep. I mean, you know, I mean, Pat was Pat was a lot of soul. So probably between those two teams, the oh one Sixers and the oh four Eagles. Okay, uh, the ninety three Phillies got brought up, and the eighty seven Flyers were the other two. Oh, that was a great one too. Oh my God, JJ Daniel. I was working at the Spectrum. Really? I was, yeah, I was a senior in high school, and and uh, I was working at the Spectrum, and I was an usher, and I remember that game six and JJ. Oh my god! Well, please. all right, then uh, he's rocking. There was one other question. Okay, I'm going to ask this. I remember when the vet closed, and you and I were both there that last day when yeah. the vet closed, and I remember your memories of the vet, and you talked about sneaking into the vet. Yeah. As a kid, how did you do it? I never had the guts, the balls, whatever you want to say, or maybe yeah, the smarts to get in. No, it, and it wasn't anything. It wasn't anything Bond-like. All right, it was simply <laughs> everybody from the neighborhood worked there, and they would just let you in, like on like those bottom had, entrances down, like where the cars yeah. were parked. Yeah, every I knew everybody. Gates, I mean, I had about a half dozen places I could have got in. And once in a while, we'd go underneath, but you would get dirty that way. And you actually, after a while, you just knew the guys and they would let you in. I mean, seriously, that was like a playground, the vet. I love the vet. Was it more for Phillies or for Eagles? Phillies, I think. Well, you know, it's funny. The Eagles vet is like way better than the lake yeah right yeah well it was like hardcore it was i remember uh 
I wrote a piece in Philly Mag on it, and Hugh Douglas called it ghetto. And that was ghetto. And it was. It was. It was. Mad, and it would scare teeth, right? Like, and you know, you remember those evil games. It was cold. Oh, yeah. The turf was horrible. It was like concrete and the whole thing. But there were so many Phillies games that I still think more Phillies, uh, even though it was it was just nasty with the Eagles, great. But probably Phillies. There were so many Phillies games. The Philly, I loved it. You know, when we were kids. Yeah. Because you, you know, and I are not that far teams. apart in age. Right. Right. I mean, and, you know, I mean, you grew up with all those guys, the Bowers and the Schmitty, Bull, yeah. Michael Jack, you know, I, they were the greatest. I mean, my favorite vet moment was the next, the last day that we got to be there for the Phillies thing. We all got stuck on the press elevator. It was almost like one more time for old time's sake. Oh, that's the best. Oh, so how about some of those? How about some of those stories? Those like old timers who were right, who were writers. Oh, and they would fight, fish fight. Conlin was rolling on the ground, fighting people. Ralph Bernstein, Ralph Bernstein was big with that. Um, I I remember, I remember the first Phillies game I covered. There was a Phillies writer who is a Hall of Famer, and I'm not going to mention who it is. I don't want to embarrass him. Who literally went to his seat after the game as we're all rushing on deadline, and puts four beers down, and goes, "Yep, that's about as long as it's going to take to write this." And just starts writing oh, and drinking beer God, the whole time. Because you remember, they used to have the beer tap open yes. in the back of the stadium club. It was yes. awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, you actually were able to to write and they had beers. I was amazing. Yeah. I mean, talk about a crazy world. Who was smoking and cigars <laughs> and drinking beer? It was actually cool. Like, you know, I thought that that was the press. I'm like, wow, I'm with men. And this is what men do, right? This is what, yeah. you know, right? and, it was wild. And we all thought that press box was awesome until we got to, like, the newer press boxes where they had, like, rolling chairs and everything. You weren't sitting oh, on this little God. plastic stump. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, my God. That's so great. Anthony, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, oh, uh, best to you and the family. And uh, hopefully I can get you back on here at some point when Mr. Kern is a uh, available so i appreciate it man hey, anytime hey do me a favor without a doubt brother i look forward to it. watch yourself anytime buddy you're the best all right you're the best anthony gargano joining us we'll be back on work of the beat right after this Anthony Gargano for joining us here on Work of the Beat as uh, you know the Cuz obviously an institution in this town. And speaking of institutions in this town, hello, Mike Kern. You know that really wasn't him. That was me. That was you. That was me, Cuz Light. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I we, because of the communicate because of the COVID and whatever we're able to do. I had a couple questions I really wanted to ask. And so we're going to have to get him back at some point. Yeah. Well, you could give me the questions if you want me to, if, because we're pre-taping our segment. It's all right. I'd, I'd rather. Okay. Just, you You'd know. rather ask him directly. Uh, yeah. I, you know, it was just, you know, it'd be okay. Okay. Uh, how are you feeling here as we enter another football weekend where more football teams are, are not being able to play? In Florida and LSU, you must have thought, 
that was karma on Dan Mullen. You think? <laughs> I just think so, yes. Well, I posed it to you about two months ago, and I said, what would happen if, say, Nick Saban got tested positive? Now, I, I don't wish any will on Nick Saban, and I'm, I'm hoping that he's going to be okay. Did you see what the SEC just did? I did not. They're now coming out with new sanctions against every team that they deem not to follow protocols. So they must be thinking that something is not kosher here. Um, and they're going to fi- take money away from them that they would have gotten from, I guess, the TV contracts. Oh, nice. And it could be $100,000 a week for every week they're deemed to be. Okay, but but let's let's play this out. If, if a kid on campus gets it from another kid in his biology class, I'll throw it out there and, you know. Right. So that's the Alabama football program's problem? No, but I don't think that's what they're saying. I think they're saying they're if saying, it's done like in bars or whatever, right? I, I, I guess whatever. The, I don't know what the protocols are. I don't know what 100-page memo got sent to every school. I, I don't know this. I'm just saying is somebody somewhere must think that there's a problem um, which, of course, any sensible human being yeah. on the face of the planet would know that these things were going to happen. They're happening in the NFL. That doesn't mean that we have to be subservient to the virus. It just means that we have to realize the virus is there and it's going to impact us, whether we want to admit it or not. I mean, you have NFL games being switched all over the place. And we're in week five, and they're talking about a bubble for the playoffs. Yeah. And then one guy came out and said the bubble won't work with the NFL. Well, it won't work for the NFL during the regular season. It could work during the playoffs. Well, I'm just telling you what the per- whatever the, whoever the the, right. the expert they went to said he had doubts that I guess because of the number of teams, the number of players. I don't know. I don't know how all this is supposed to work. Um, and a lot of these people aren't seriously ill. I I, I understand that, but like you know, Vanderbilt's got like 40 players. Yeah. Um. Uh. Flor- got- Florida was 18. Yeah, I mean, and I think Vanderbilt didn't even have enough to play or something or whatever the number is that you have to have to yeah. play. Or well, who were they whatever. supposed to play this week? What's that? Who were they supposed to play this week? Who, Vanderbilt? Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, you know, I'm having so much trouble following my college football. I just know that, you know, now the Alabama-Georgia game takes on a whole different well, slant. Well, and the other part of Alabama-Georgia, which I find – I don't want to say interesting. That may not be uh, – Vanderbilt was playing Missouri, by the way. Okay, and I don't one think of, that game's getting played. No, one of four games postponed. Oklahoma right. State and Baylor. Okay. Cincinnati, Tulsa. LSU, Florida. So you had three of the top ten who aren't playing this weekend because of and COVID Cincinnati, stuff. Cincinnati-Tulsa is a game in Temple's League. League. You know, I mean, for and, whatever that's And fair. all of them are now going to be pushed back into December. Yeah. Um. And then Vanderbilt and Missouri, which may not have a ton of ramifications, although Missouri just beat LSU last week, so who knows? LSU stinks, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's a a real slippery slope, and and you're right. You know, this was almost the fear, I think, from the beginning that this one was going to – this could get away from these colleges very quickly. and and But still, we push ahead. We forge ahead, mm -hmm. and the Big Ten and the Pac-12, which had said no – now they've said, yeah, okay, fine. Hey, look, I'm all for it. Do what you want to do. But it's like there's like 100 schools now in New York City that have been closed, mm-hmm. that opened. And everybody's like, got to open, got to open. Got. It's all I hear from, from the world. Yeah. Of course we got to open. 
Who doesn't know that? Yeah. Um, yes. But we might not open until next year or whenever. Um, and people who try to force this without having a plan, and I'm not saying the colleges didn't have a plan. I don't mean it that way. Penn State apparently is doing very well. But Florida was doing very well until this week. Yeah. That's why Dan Mullen came out and said what he said. And Saban, um, and Saban made a comment last night that I thought was interesting, was the fact that, you know, when you're all in your bubble, if you will, as he says on campus and everything, everything is fine. And then, right. then you got to all hop on airplanes. Then you got to go to the hotel. You got to go into another, you know, basically another culture. Well, do they know, does Nick and the AD have any idea where they may have con- contracted it? No, but it sounded like Oxford may have been the place. But I'm just curious as to why only those two, you know? I don't know. that, that Maybe he had the wrong waitress at the, at, yeah, at the hotel yeah, restaurant. But I don't see, know. That's the scary thing of this whole thing that nobody wants to confront is that it can happen almost anywhere under any circumstances, and you don't know. Yep. But yet people are saying, well, you know, it's safe now. It's no, I mean, certain cases are surging in like 30 states. Yeah, we're, uh, you know, the you know, as, we, time. as if we approach an election, it's three weeks away. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm so I'm so sick of this, Kevin, this whole thing. And I don't, you know, but what happens if, God forbid, Nick Saban gets really sick? You know, and he's going to get the best health care he can. Um, he's lucky. Uh, just like, you know, the president got the best health care available. And fortunately, nothing, it looks like nothing's going to happen to him. God bless him. I don't want to see anything bad happen to him. I may not agree with his politics, but, you know, that's not a reason why I would root for But, geez, then, he, then when he comes out and says, well, everybody can get what I get. No, they can't. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> you know, you can't. Right. But, you know, it, it's, you know, I mean, so now you got this big game of the year, the biggest game of the year. Yeah. Up to this point, and, and this cloud of Nick Saban hanging over it. And I don't know how Alabama is going to react or – you know what's going to happen, or I, I don't know. Yeah, and I want to. I'm going to have that in my in the pick, so I want to get to that in a minute. But let me get your quick thoughts on the Eagles, obviously against the Ravens this week. Um, I think they have a shot. I, I, maybe I'm naive. I I took some good things out of that game on Sunday. I think the offense looks a little more stable. Uh, I think they could get pressure on Lamar Jackson. Do I think they win? No, but I think they cover. Uh, what do you think? If you put a gun to my head, see, here's the problem, and, I, and it's funny. I was listening to Ant this morning, and Ant was saying how all, like all these people are buying into the Eagles now, kind of for the same reasons that you are a little bit. And he's like, I, I, I can't go there yet. And I think in this town we tend to overreact from we. And I'm not saying we're overreacting. To last week. They I'm not even saying back. they're winning the game. I think it'll keep it close. Right. But, and I, if you put a gun to my head right now, I would take the seven and a half. I'm not in love with the game. I still look at the Eagles. And I, for, this is the way I, and, and look, seven point home underdogs win all the time in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Seven point road underdogs win sometimes in the NFL. So, you know, there is that. Baltimore is one of the best five teams in the league. I, I, I think by any, you know, we would all kind of agree where they fit in. I don't know. The Eagles are they're, in, they're in the conversation, definitely. Yeah, they're, well, I think they're in the top five. It just matters if you want to put them five, four, three, you know, wherever you want to put them. Um, the Eagles aren't. I mean, and the Eagles are, you know, they're not in the bottom five. I mean, I don't think I'd put them there. They're in the mediocre 24. Yeah, they're, they're like somewhere right. around 20. And, and that, that to me is just not good when you're, when you're lining up two teams 
Um, and John Harbaugh, I'm sure he doesn't want to come back in here and lose to his former team, uh, even though it's been a while since he was here. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, it, like I said, if you put a gun to my head, I would probably take the seven and a half. Um, but I'm not in love with it. I'm not. If, if the Eagles win the game, would it be an upset? Sure. Would it be the biggest upset of the year? No. Um, you like said, I said, you, I think the next three games are the three games yeah. that are going to, you know, make their season kind of. You said last week you thought they had a shot in Pittsburgh. I did. Do you feel that same way? No, because I think the Ravens are better than Pittsburgh. Okay. And I don't think being here matters nearly as much as it used to. Um, because of and, the crowd? Well, yeah. And, and the Eagles haven't been a great home team anyway. No. The last Some of their best wins have come on the road. Um, I mean, I don't think Pittsburgh is in that Kansas City, uh, Baltimore range right now. And if you want to throw like a Tennessee, maybe they're playing really well. But I think they're still the two best teams in the AFC. And then you have three or four teams right behind that that are kind of trying to get there. I think the Steelers are a good team. Don't get me wrong. Um, they can finish. See, I, I think Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh's better than Baltimore. Well, you can think. Right. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm. I'm just saying is I. I don't. I think when Baltimore to me is a better team. I mean, they won 14 games last year. You know, and they punked out in the playoffs, but they did win 14 games. See, that's the part. It's the it's the way they lost in the playoffs, and how they lost this year against Kansas City, and how they. I don't think Lamar Jackson is at a point where you force him to throw and stay in the pocket and throw that he can beat you. But they're not playing Kansas City, Kevin. See, see that's the that's no. the problem. Kansas City can do that. No, but the but the Eagles do have a good pass rush. Yeah. And their linebackers couldn't cover us. So if God forbid Oh, he breaks through that first line, you're right. Yeah, well that's well I think he's going to break through their first line at least sometimes. Okay, I don't think their their front line is that great that they're going. I mean, they're not playing Cincinnati now, and they're not playing um, whoever was the game before that, where the the defense all of a sudden came alive and right. You know, uh, whoever they beat. Um, now I'm losing track of well, my mind. Well, let me let me let me let me also throw one caveat that would lead what you're saying. There's one guy on the Eagles I don't think they can cover. And that's Hollywood Brown. It, it, I don't see them being up to ma- able to match. Yeah, but they're going to put Slay on them. Yeah, but Slay, if Slay's okay, I mean, he's well, got the concussion. If, if Slay don't play, dude, they ain't winning the game. No, they are not winning the game if Slay so, don't play. Or if, if Slay, but I mean, you know, how many Eagle bodies are going to walk off during the game? I mean, oh, that's a good. They're point. They're down to. I mean, tell me who's playing. Like, is Alshon and Deshaun playing? And if they they're do listed play, as they're listed today as practicing on Thursday. Okay. What are they going to give you? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, to me, I hope they don't take many plays away from the new guy because, you know, I don't know what the new guy is going to give you, but he certainly looked good. You know, is the tight end going to have a good game or not? Um, and Baltimore plays defense. You know, it ain't like now you're going up against, and I know the Steelers play defense too. I get it. I, I just think, you, you know, as an Eagle, the only reason you think the Eagles can win is because you're an Eagle fan. If you, if you were looking at this game from Kansas City or Los Angeles or Florida, you know, 1% of the country would give the Eagles a shot at winning. So, you know, but we're Philadelphia audience, so we'll sit there. And, and like I said, they could win. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sit here on Sunday if they win and go, oh, my God, you know, the earth. And I'll say the same thing I said last week. 
If they win this game, they'll make the playoffs. Because if they win one or two games that you don't think they can win, um, that will probably be enough to push them over the top. Right. And, you know, I'm looking at the Giants last week. I mean, they got two, you know, we're just assuming they're going to beat the Giants. Yep. You know, I mean, I, by the way, I don't know. By the way, uh, I'm looking at the injury report. Oh, Thursday practice, Jackson, Jeffrey, Maddox, Rogers, and Slay, all limited participants. Yeah, I mean. Epps, Lean, Johns, Lean Johnson's not going to play. Matt Pryor didn't practice again for a second yeah. day. They've and got Duke one Riley. starting offensive lineman. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't think Baltimore's going to be able to, uh, they'll be able to, to do blitz. something against that? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, but, yeah God bless them. If they, you got to tell me, Kevin, how many teams in the last year and a half has contained Jackson. You can count them on one hand. And like two of those were in playoffs. And one was against the Chiefs, or two was against the Chiefs. So give me a team that wasn't in the playoffs or the Chiefs that handled this guy. There aren't any. But now all of a sudden the Eagles are going to do it because they're the Eagles. I mean, I I don't know. I, I just have a tough time buying that. I, and that doesn't mean that I don't think it can be a game in the fourth quarter. I, you know, and then it comes down to... Can you make a couple plays? Last week, they couldn't make a couple plays. They could have won that game last week easily. You know, not easily, but, I mean, they could have won that game. Right. Um, and, and they just didn't make, you know, the play at the end of the first half, the bad management, you know, before the 56-yard missed field goal. You know, so, you know, let's see if they can rectify that. And, and that's assuming they're going to play as well as they did last week. And the defense still played horrible. So, you know, there is that. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's kind of where it is. I think they I think that the Baltimore wins the game. I think the Eagles keep it close. And I thought and ask Anthony if he thinks they can beat him. I I already think I know the answer on that. Well, no, it'll be sort of my answer. Yes, it will. I think is yeah, I mean, you know, he'll say, Yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't bet me a meatball sandwich on it or something. <laughs> one of those kind of deals. I don't know. What the hell do I? Was know? that necessary? <laughs> but if they win this week, I'm telling you, Kevin. If they win this week, I think it'll be that could be the kind of win. Oh, it gives that, them a when kick. the season's at the end, and you're and assuming they play 16. Who knows? You know, maybe that, that that could be the win that could put them over the top of the Cowboys. Yep. All right, you ready to make some picks? Yeah, why not? All right, here's our music. Uh-huh. Just point me where you wanna go. Take me to the action. Take me to the track. Take me to a party if they're threatening in the back. I've been working all my life. Can't afford to wait. Let me call my wife so I can tell her I've been late. I want to ease it. Easy. Easy. All right, so last week, both of us actually did fairly well. Um, you nailed college football last week, you know. Really? I don't even remember. What the hell did I have? You had Clemson. Really? You had um you had Oklahoma. Boy, I'm glad you keep up. Yeah, but Oklahoma should have lo- should have probably lost. That's, it, okay. It don't get lucky It don't matter. I know. You also had the Dolphins in the NFL. I liked the Dol- I, I did. I, I liked the Dolphins. You love um, that team. You you love I, Brian I like, Flores. I like the fact that they're they all most of the time for a team that's not really that good, uh-huh. they just seem like they come to play. Like, I would love to see this guy Flores 
He, he reminds me, I'd just like to see him coach a team that, that had talent to see what he could do. And maybe the Dolphins will have talent in a year or two, you know, if two is the quarterback and, and whatever. But they, And I think San Francisco is pitiful now. And that's the problem is the Eagles' win was against the, the 49ers. Yeah. They stink. Yeah, they, they're not good. <laughs> they really do. They're not good at all. I'm, I'm playing. I got That's one of my plays this week, brother. You do? Okay. Oh, I'm going. I'm going against them like a like a. Yeah. All right. Here we go. You want to start with the colleges? Well, why don't you do? You said you had the Alabama Georgia. So give me give me a right. thought on Alabama Georgia. All right. I'm gonna start start the background here. You know, I was looking this up since Saban took over. Alabama's five and one. The only time they lost to Georgia was the first year Saban took over when he was taking over basically a mess. Um. The line is four and a half. Now, I get that Saban may not be there. Sounded like he won't, or and he won't be able to communicate. I don't think I don't think he can be there, whether he communicates. An, I don't even know how you could do that, Kevin. I don't know what the rules are. Uh, there's a wink, wink, nod, nod that he's not supposed to be in contact with anybody in the coach's box. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me that's No, but happen. I mean, do the rules allow that? I, I, the I, rules I technically do not. Oh, okay. Okay. But who's going to overlook it? Well, hey, the SEC could always put okay. the first one. Hey, I, I, here, here, here's my other argument. Do I trust Kirby Smart going up against Alabama? And the answer is no. So I'm going to take Alabama. I'll lay the four and a half. I think Alabama's offense is just terrific. Well, yeah, Georgia is still a little – they've had two good wins. They're still a little muddled with their quarterback. I don't know how this is going to affect either team. That's the problem. Now, Georgia should have beat him in the national title game three years ago. Three years ago. ago. Two years ago, they should have beat him in the SEC title game. That mm-hmm. was the Jalen Hurts game. So Georgia has certainly had their chances to beat Alabama. Mm-hmm. They've had them twice. Basically, the games were pretty much over. Um, I, I, I Look, like I said, I, I'm not in love with this game. Uh, I don't even know if I'd be in love with Saban because their defense has him. But I think I would lean towards the Bamas. I think they're going to give a really – Good effort because of the Saban situation, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense. Georgia's got a really good defense. This is the nation's best defense against the nation's best offense. By the way, you right s- you also said last week Ole Miss went hang with with Alabama. Yeah, yeah, I did. I thought, yeah, because I, I just thought, you know, Kiffin yeah. would whatever. Um, and and I, I just think the difference in this game in my mind is Najee Harris, the running back for for Alabama, who scored five touchdowns last week, and he has. He's a power running back. Yeah, but there was no defense in that game. Just remember that. I, I understand. There, but there will be defense in this game. But he's also there a power be. back who could really do well because Georgia wraps you up. If Harris gets going, then I think Georgia's in trouble. So And look, the winner of this game, you know, takes Probably a goes to the playoffs. towards the playoffs. Right. The loser's not out of it um, because they're in different divisions. So There could be a second matchup in Atlanta. In yeah, or they could just both get in, you know, if somehow, some way. Who the hell knows how the season's going to, you know, going to go? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, but I wouldn't. If I, if it was my money, I probably wouldn't play the game. I just think it's going to be a really good game. Um, you know, I don't think there's much of a home field advantage. I'm not sure how many people are going to jam in there, but you know. All right. Okay. Go what ahead. else? You got? Hey, I got to tell you is so. Tell me, and I'm not. I, I'm not giving an opinion. Why is Liberty? Favored by three and a half at Syracuse. Syracuse stinks. 
and liberty is 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 boy. That just seems to me. I mean, I'll put it this way: Liberty's four and zero, Mike. Okay, well, see that. See that's what I mean. I'm not paying attention to what what the what league does Liberty play in? The Conference USA. Well, they beat Western Kentucky, Florida International, North Alabama, and Louisiana Monroe. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like that sounds like CUSA. Yeah, they get um, they get Southern Miss, Virginia Tech yeah, down the road. That's uh, West Coast. Yeah, but I'm just telling you, if you're Syracuse, and look, maybe Liberty really, maybe Liberty is really because usually the top couple teams in that league aren't bad. So okay, I was just curious. So you set me straight. Um, my favorite name to say, by the way, Louisiana Monroe. Before I get, I, I get three or four games. I'm going to throw at you. Go. What do you think of Notre Dame Louisville? The line is 17. Right. I thought Notre Dame looked a lot better in the second half last week. Once they kind of got their footing back. Is Louisville due for a good game, or did they just were they overrated? Who'd they get beat by this? They've week? gotten beat by a lot of people. Um, they were supposed to be good. I think they're one and three. Oh, uh, they got crushed by Georgia Tech last week. Nah. Right. Nope. Although they, they they got outscored in the second half, thirty-two to six. I, I think I'll be bluntly honest. I think Notre Dame's. I think Notre Dame's going to skate through to the Clemson game, and then we'll see what happens. I think they'll beat Pitt. Pitt, who by the way lost to North Carolina or so not line, to Boston College on that. You think the line's point. about right? Seventeen. Yeah, I would stay away from the line, but I, I think I Notre you. Dame okay. wins the game. Okay, fair enough. And. and, and they need they need a more convincing win than they had last week. They were yeah, sloppy gonna, in the first half. They're not going to beat Clemson. No. I don't think. But, you know, it's at Notre Dame. They're beat they're up a little bit right And You know what? It's the whole thing. You don't know what uh, a Saturday night. Well, it's not going to If it was a fans. regular Notre Dame crowd on a Saturday night. They would have bought, a, they have a puncher's chance. Holtz, if you brought Lou Holtz back to coach the game, I'd give him a great chance. <laughs> oh, he, he, was, he was the master of that. That that was his that Florida State game in '93, Kevin. Oh, I still it, remember. Florida State did not know what. And if they played that game on a neutral field, Florida State might have won by two touchdowns. I don't know. And and they, they, that was just vintage Lou. And then they shit. Okay. And then they shit the bed the following week against Boston College. Well, okay. You know, it's it's one of those karma things. I mean, it's it's you know, that's college football. That's, that's the that's worst amazing. loss I've experienced as an Notre Dame fan ever. Well. I, I I give you a little story in that game. I was ready because Notre Dame came back from three touchdowns down, right, to take the lead. Yeah, and I'm looking Before at my the field wife goal. and I said, I said, Gene, if Notre Dame wins this game, we're going to the desert because the game is going to be in Arizona. Yep, I think there was going to be a rematch, and Nebraska was going to get screwed. I think um, Nebraska, which almost then beat beat Florida State in the Orange Orange Bowl, Bowl. and. Um, and Jean's like, what do you mean? I said, well, if Notre Dame wins this game, you know, we're, we're going to go to Phoenix. So she's all excited. And then they get the 15-yard penalty on the kickoff. Mm-hmm. And and then the BC guy kicks it, and it looks like it's going right. And then it kind of hooks back. And I'm just sitting there staring at my TV. I said, no Phoenix. No. <laughs> I said, yeah. And I ended up in Miami at the um At the, the Orange Nebraska Bowl? Game. Yeah. And then I- Lou was... Lou was bitching the whole time about how they won the game on the field. I'm like, yeah, but you can't lose the next week at home to BC. But you know. I, I, I will. I have one other game I'm going to take. Go ahead. I'm going to take Mississippi State and grab the five at home. I got that against That's Texas five. A&M. Five and a half, actually. I got. It. Okay, I got five. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, um, Mississippi State had a bad loss. Um, they had a good, well, they beat out, they won at LSU, you know, Yeah. 
And I just have a feeling that that coach, he, he's a Mike Leach, middle. yeah. But they're going to score a slew of points. And A&M obviously coming off the really, really good win uh, over Florida. And they Having to go on the road. The week before that. So they've played better teams. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you. And, and look, A&M might wind up winning by two touchdowns. But I think I would take Missy, Missy State in the points. Yep. All right, go ahead. I'll throw these three at you and you tell me what you think. Uh, North Carolina giving 13 at Florida State. Uh, a little too rich for my blood. Okay, but Florida State stinks. Florida State stinks. Do. But, but okay. a little too You know what? They played better last week than they've had any of the first four weeks. Okay, okay. okay fair enough. I'll give you no one. And you, for the same reason you took Mississippi State, how about Miami giving 13 to Pitt? At home? I actually I like believe, that. I believe it's at Miami. It's at, uh, yeah, I like that. Because I think Pittsburgh, boy, the way Pitt lost last week just I know. had their heart ripped out. I mean, at BC, they lose on a missed extra yeah. point in overtime. Nah, sorry. Yeah. And, and Miami, now look, I don't know how Miami's going to Plus, the, plus the, pit coach, the pit coach stinks. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know how Miami's going to react off that loss at Clemson, but I think Miami's a pretty good football team. I do, um, too. You know, not great, but but pretty good for a second year coach. That was that was a bad spot going into Clemson on a Saturday night in the yeah. pouring rain. Uh, uh-uh. that was yeah. bad, bad, bad. And, and I'm going to give you one more. That it, it, how about the Al Lane eleven to USF? I've got no opinion on that game. I think I would lean towards the Al. Uh, USF is no good. I mean, they are they aren't very good. I think Temple's decent. Like I think they're 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 okay. You know, they're and USF probably wants no parts of flying to Philadelphia to play this game. And I think the Al, you know, the Al's been a pretty good home team. Mm-hmm. I think they might win by at least a couple touchdowns in that game. It may be a late cover. Yeah, I don't know, but I think they think they should have won last week. So I think I might take a little shot with the Al. I'm going to take a big shot. I've got one more actually from the American. Go for it. I'll take Navy giving two and a half at East Carolina. You know, I was looking at that too. Uh, East Carolina is not all that. Nope. Um, I'm not sure Navy's all that either. But Navy Navy is better coached. Yeah. With uh, Ken Amapo. Uh, Ken. Uh, Did East Carolina just have a win last week, though, over a bad team? I, I think they did. Um, they beat USF 44 24. That's my. That, that's, in Tampa. That, that's why, yeah, I, I would agree with you. I, I I would take Navy in that game. I I could easily have made that. Yeah, I'll, I'll double down with you there. Okay, I, I think that that could be um, two and a half. You said two and a half. Yeah, I'm telling you, you, South Florida is not very good at all. They are not. Now I don't know, you know, what Temple's going to be in their second game. I'm assuming they're going to be better than they were in their first game, and they weren't horrible. No, for the for the first game, you know, I mean, it was what it was. Uh, I got a slew of pro ones for you, man. Okay, hold on here. I, I'm trying to get my pro listing here. Where we play for pay. In the league where they play for pay. Uh, NFL. Here we go. Let me let me get the uh, music going. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. You start it. Okay. Well, I've got uh, the, the one. You've got to tell me why the Rams are favored by three. I believe it's at San Francisco. Yep. Now, have you watched why? the Niners? Why is that line not like seven? I think people still respect the fact that San Francisco is the defending NFC champions. 
Did they see the game last week? No, they did not, apparently. Okay, well, and, and look, maybe the Niners are that team, and maybe they'll get up for this division game. I got to take I got to take that line at three because I think the Rams are the better team. Uh, it's only a field goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know who's playing quarterback for the Niners. I guess Garoppolo. Yeah, it is going to be Garoppolo. Uh, they're, they're, look, they're going to have one of those dumpster fire seasons. It just It's not all their fault. They've got injuries. But I would take the Rams. Uh, I agree on that. I think the Rams right now, I'll make the argument the Rams are the third best team in the NFC. Take give me Seattle, give me Seattle, give me Green Bay, and then give me the Rams. I mean, look, the Rams won thirteen games two years ago, so you know, they, 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 you know, and they fell off last year. They, you know, Gurley wasn't there. You know, they, they, whatever. All right, I'm gonna go with the Colts. I'll lay the seven and a half at home against the Bengals. Uh, look, I know Phil Rivers did not look good last week in Cleveland. I think Cleveland's pretty good. And I think what we saw a little bit in Baltimore was Joe Burrow getting a little bit exposed as a rookie. Seemed to have trouble with the, the Raven defense. I get it. The Colt defense is not the same. But this reeks of a, a desperation game for Phil Rivers. There's talk of Phil Rivers getting benched for Jacoby Brissett already. Mm-hmm. And... He's old, man. Yeah, and you know, when you can't fill Rivers out, that's when he usually comes back and bounces back. So I'll take the Colts. I'll lay the seven and a half I'm not over the Bengals. I was actually looking at Cincinnati only because of, like, the bounce back. Like, Burrow's been really good covering games. Mm-hmm. I, I, I won't go against you, but I, I, I don't really have a strong opinion on the game. I don't, I don't like betting teams like Cincy, but I I, I, I might. Like, I, I just Phil Rivers does nothing for me anymore. Um. And I realize it's more than Philip Rivers, and but geez, I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that that's that that could be a horrible game to watch. By the way, okay. Speaking of horrible I'll, games to watch, I got one too. Go for it. You go. Go ahead. I'll take the Giants laying two and a half against the now, Washington you Football took, Team. You took the word right <laughs> out of my mouth. That was my that was my next game. <laughs> I can't believe I'm betting that. Are, are the Giants are the Giants home or away? They're home. Yeah, I look, both teams stink, okay? I don't know what kind of coach the Giants coach is. I, I know Ron Rivera is a pretty good coach, but he's already bailed on his quarterback, and that could be a problem. And the Giants played you know, well last week. I mean, you know, it was Dallas's defense, but I'm with you, Kevin. I, I mean, this to me, and, and then that sets up the Eagles game the week after. Yeah. You know, with people saying, hey, you know, the Giants just won't make, well, maybe if they win. I'm with you. I, I would take the Giants laying the two and a half. I would. I don't think the Giants are awful. Um, I don't think either team is awful, awful. Well, I, I think Washington's awful, awful. Um, they they need. A I think the Giants are bad. Yeah. They're not awful. Yeah, I get. Yeah, but they're playing without Saquon. I mean, that's a lot. It is to play without. You know, I mean, yeah, Devontae Freeman's not chopped liver though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And they should got Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> Speaking of which, why does Adam Gaze still have a job? I mean, seriously. they're waiting to the buy. I don't know. No, I'm I'm serious, Kevin. Oh, he, I know he, that franchise Mike. is the worst franchise in football. Okay, this guy is a bozo <laughs> who has totally ruined Darno. That said, he invested all this in Darno, and I don't know if he, he's Darno, he ruined Tannehill too. For years, I, I mean, yeah, it's just like uh-huh. they they can't get out of their own way. Nope, <laughs> nope. Okay. Um, uh, 
What else we got out there? What else? Okay. Uh, what do you do? You have any others? Well, I've got a few. I don't Go know ahead. which ones I really. But I'm going to give you a couple. Go ahead. I. This game intrigues me. I've been going against Matt Rule. You know, most because I thought they were going to stink. I, I love Matt. This is an underrated game in They're, the early docket. I think this is a really, this is a good, really game. good game. Yeah, three and two, four and one, and I know. Look, I, I, Chicago's had a few extra days off, and I'm probably jinxing, but I kind. I mean, Caroline at home and basically a pick'em game. Um, I think I would go for that. Yeah, I agree. I think the Bears are so lucky. I really do. You've had two comebacks. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, You've right. had two comebacks against. You had two comebacks. You had one against the Lions. You had the other against the Falcons. Yeah. You ended up beating the Buccaneers when Brady forgot how many downs there were. I mean, yeah. you know, I get it. Nick Foles has something going, but I, I don't know if it translates on the road this week. I don't think, know. I think, I think Caroline is pretty good. Uh, yeah. I'll give you I'll give you another one here, okay? Okay. Speaking of Brady, I'll take the Packers in a one point lay to one. It's basically a pickup game. Pick See, up I game. was I was looking at that myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers coming off a bye. Okay. That's right. They are coming off a. They're bye. coming off a bye. That offense is really good. I mean, they have a lot of weapons. Like everybody talks about how. How Aaron Rodgers didn't have a lot of weapons. Well, you have Aaron Jones. They they, they have uh, you know Valdez uh, Scantling. They have what's the over under in that game? Uh, let me click on that. Can you check that? I will in a second. I'm uh, guessing mid fifties. Uh, fifty four and a half. I can tell you what they are. I just I mean, I, man, I can't. I mean, there's no way that's going to be a 2017 game, is it? No. No, yeah. the Packers have scored 38 points a game so far this year. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, look, I respect the hell out of Tom Brady, and I like Bruce Arians, and this is the kind of game that could bite me because, you know, as soon as you – but I agree with you. I think, it, you know, again, if I was a real betting man, I, I, I think I would take Green Bay, you know. And and, 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 and here's the other part at this Tampa's really got to win that game. I mean, that that's – if Tampa loses, they fall to 3-3. Three and three. Not that that dooms you or anything. Right. But in that division, you know, three and three kind of leaves you, you know, if Carolina wins and the Saints win, you know, you're, you're, I don't know where you're at. Tampa, Tampa's three wins are against the Chargers, one win. Yeah. The Denver and Carolina before Carolina got really going. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're only averaging about, they're only averaging about 27 a game and they're allowing they're or they're they're only they're generating only less than 100 yards rushing a game, yeah. so there's holes in the in in the Buccaneers right now, and yeah. you take OJ Howard out of the receiving equation, Gronk's really not gotten going. There's a lot of injury concerns. Gronk's Mike, old. Mike Evans has been out or could be out for this week. Yeah. I mean, and I think Aaron Rodgers would like to beat Tom Brady. Not not that that's a reason that they're going to win the game. It's only their I, third know. career meeting, Mike. Yeah, I think people sometimes put way too much into that. Right. Um, it's only the third I, time, I, though. It's unbelievable. I think Green Bay's a better team. The better team does not always win, especially on the road. Uh, but yeah, I would leave. I, I got one more for you, and I, and I don't know if I would play, but I, I, I'm intrigued by this. The Tennessees are three and a half against the Houston's at home. I know Houston had a good win, and we both took Houston last week, I believe, mm-hmm. um, to do that. I don't think Houston's that good. And I think there obviously was some issues down there. The coach is gone now. I get it right. 
I think Tennessee's pretty good. Now, I, I know they're having a short week, and that bothers me a little bit, um, which may be why I wouldn't play it or I would only play it very lightly or something along those lines. But I think Tennessee's a pretty good team. I do too, and I, I'm surprised the line is that low. And I, I, I would have to play Tennessee. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, no, maybe I agree. it's a field goal game, but I would have to play the Tennessees and, and, and take my chances. My final pick, I'm going to take the Cardinals as a road favorite at Dallas on Monday night. Arizona is that, Mon- is that the Monday night game? Okay. That's Monday night game number two. There's Monday oh, night Miami, game number Miami, one, which is Chiefs are- and the Bills. Oh, oh, okay. See, I'm losing track of right. this stuff as I go along. That's a 5 o'clock Monday night game, Chiefs-Bills, okay. and then okay. 8-15 is Cardinals and Cowboys. I'll okay. take Arizona. I, I think Kyler Murray found himself a little bit against the Jets last week. only thing that scares me is it's third straight week, I believe, on the road for the Cardinals. Think about what, think about what you just said. I know. It's against the Jets. I get it. Yeah. And that third straight week on the road stuff does come into play um, yeah. sometimes. Although you basically do have an extra buy when you go play the Jets. See, I was actually, it's funny, Kevin. When I looked at that, I actually liked the Dallas side of the game only because I think now with um, Dak being out, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, if Dak was playing the lines, probably three and a half, four. Yeah. I'm guessing. Um, And I don't know what Dalton's going to do. I don't know. The defense obviously stinks. So the Cardinals could put up 30, and that may be too many. But I think, and I don't like that game, uh, but I think I, I might take a shot with Dallas at home on a Monday night, basically just having to win. And that could be totally overrating the Cowboys, who have only won two games, both on field goals at the end against teams that haven't won a game yet. So I wouldn't play it. Um, but I just think it, I, I think it, the Cardinals almost look too easy there. Well. Let me uh, let me quiz you on a, on a betting philosophy. Does it matter who the the team one team is playing the following week in the old look ahead game? Um, I think sometimes it can if it's like, you know, like if Baltimore's playing the Jets, right? And the next week they got the Kansas City's up or or the Pittsburgh's up or. I think there can be a little bit of that. Um, I think it depends on the team. Well, I'm asking because the Cardinals, as we said. Final game of the three in a row on the road. And who they got next week? They get Seattle at home. Yeah, and who does Dallas get next week? Or is that not really, we're not. Uh, I don't have that. It probably doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying is it, when you first look at that game, you're almost like, well, geez, the, the Cardinals, they're going to score 35, 40 points. And they may. But, uh, and I like the Cardinals. But I just have a feeling this might be that, you know, Andy Dalton plays well, the team Kind of Cowboy, the Cowboys, by the way, have Washington. Yeah, well, I, yeah, so that don't, yeah, I mean, that's not them, a look at That's game. a rivalry game, but it, yeah. yeah. Now, I, I think if, if, if you put, like I said, the proverbial gun to my head, I think I would lean towards Dallas for, for only for that reason. Uh, and, and plus, everybody in Philadelphia is going to be rooting for the Cardinals, and you know, which, you know, I mean, could you imagine, God forbid, the Eagles win on Sunday and then Dallas wins on Monday? <laughs> yeah. Ah, well, the worst case scenario is that Eagles lose. Eagles lose. Dallas Dallas wins. wins. Yeah, and And they looked at that that, could happen. That could very easily happen. And then, I mean, you know, everybody's assuming the Eagles are going to win Thursday. Mm -hmm. Okay, I mean, I I I understand why. I'm not, you know, it's It's not not, a given. Not a given. is Is that here? Yeah. Okay, so it's here. Um, 
but and the Giants, I'm not look. I'm not sold on the Giants because they played fairly well at Dallas. Let's um, let's also point out that the one thing about it, it's not a typical Thursday game in a sense where a team has to fly out Wednesday and right, all that. Right, yeah, yeah, the Giants will take a bus down here Thursday morning, and be home th- in their beds Thursday night. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Hey, hey look, it's uh, this thing to me is going to go right down to the game against the Cowboys in December in Dallas. Mm-hmm. I'd be very surprised if either one of them had clinched anything before that. I would that, agree. But, I, you know, hey, look, we, we don't know how this is going to go. Um, what, you know. Th- no, you're right. Let me, uh, uh, let me touch on a couple other issues here before, sure. before we say goodbye. Um, one, the baseball playoffs are underway. Tampa had a 3-1 lead in the series. They're losing game five as we speak. Uh, but it's early. Bad. No, nah, it's one. It's one nothing. It's still early. Um, okay. And the Braves have a two one lead, but they got throttled in game three last night after yeah, the, after barely holding on in game two. Two. Uh, kind of where are you seeing the playoffs at this point? Well, look, the Dodgers never win when we think they're going to win. They're they're the, the, the ultimate whatever tease. I don't know. Um, I look. The Dodgers are the best team. Yeah, on paper. If you look mm-hmm. at them and say, okay, which of these 14? But Tampa's got a really good team. Uh, Houston had a terrible season, but they got a reprieve. You know, they got into the playoffs. Right. Um, And they've won before. They have a lot of guys on that team that's won before. And I think that counts for something. You know, um, but they're down 3-1. I mean, yeah, they look, if they get it to 3-2, you know, Tampa's got to start thinking about it, which is not a good thing usually. Um. And Atlanta, I like Atlanta. I, I, you know, I mean, I don't root against the Dodgers, but I mean, I, I like Atlanta. Um, yeah, I mean, if the Dodgers get it to two two, you know, then it's a three game series. It, it, it uh, is Anderson pitching tonight. By the way, is he is he the uh, uh, pitcher no. or is he pitching game five or Anderson for the Braves? Yeah, the guy that we didn't pitch game. Two, he pitched game two, so won't pitch till uh, game six or seven. Or six. Okay, yeah. The oh, remember, you don't have the day off, so you're gonna have I to. I know, I know. That's and that's a real. Yeah, you know, I had. It's about so that. idiotic. Oh, I, yeah, it's, yeah. Why? Why did they do that, Kevin? What, because they're the trying point? to compress the schedule to make the World Series fit in the same time frame that it would have, and added the extra playoffs in. But we're only talking two days. I I agree. Now, in the World Series, are they going to play seven straight games? No. No, there's days off between. See, I think you know. that I think. Hold, that hold on, you got to remember, okay? Game one and two of the World Series will be Tuesday and Wednesday night next week, right? Fox has Sunday or Thursday night football, so that's game three. Yeah, game three is going to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and eh, whatever. And so basically, they're catering around the NFL, yeah. and they also stay away from yeah. uh, Monday night football that following. But how about at some point you think of the teams? I, you know, all we ever get is the message. Well, we're all for the play. You know, we want to get no, 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 you're not. No, 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 just, just tell me your take. And look, the players want the money too because they want to get paid. Yeah, I get it. But you, what you're doing is you're taking seven game series now, where some guy could maybe even pitch three games if you needed him in a game seven. To, you know, Bumgarner comes in and pitches four innings or something. I mean, you're really taxing teams now because you almost got to go with a fifth starter, right? Yeah, and I'm also you're going to have to go fifth starter and you may have a bullpen game. Um, sure. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean the the other part of this that that 
it's almost been a joyless process with these playoffs. Like it, it is. It, 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 is. It, it really like it's tough to get. You know, you talk about college football. It's been tough for me to get fired up about this. <clears throat> you know, if games overlapping um, on different networks, it's mm-hmm. you know it, it was tough. You know, in the earlier rounds to find where the hell the games were. Um, Kevin, even the NBA and NHL, for as good a job as they did getting through that, there was something missing. Mm-hmm. There was just something missing. I mean, yeah. the guy, they won the Stanley Cup, and usually that's one of the great moments in sports, Um, even though, you know. And the NBA Finals, many. too. And, and, yeah, I mean, LeBron, it, it was an historic win for the Lakers, Um, and it just didn't feel the same. No, it, it, didn't. It, it wasn't anybody's fault. I'm not just the way it is. Players. And in baseball, because of how weird the season's been with COVID and, you know, now you're in a bubble and two different... These well, different rule the, changes. Where's the, world, where's the World Series, by the way? Arlington. Okay, so, so okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to get into. I mean, you're a baseball guy more than me, and I'm watching. I mean, I'm paying attention, uh-huh. um, but it's kind of from the periphery a little bit. I mean, I, I mean one thing is... The Rays have such a good bullpen yeah. that you would think this would be an advantage to them. But Well, Mike, and he also points out the problem with baseball. It's home runner strikeout. It's home runner well, strikeout. Yeah, there's no yeah, strategy great, yeah. in these games. No, there's not. And there, there was a guy the other night. It's a bad product. There was a guy that sacrificed Bonnet for uh-huh. Tampa. It was his first sacrifice Bonnet of, of the year. <laughs> and I'm thinking it's there because the, the announcers couldn't figure out why he was Bonnie. Yeah, <laughs> they had runners on first and second. He moved them up to second and third. I think they actually did score. They did. Um, I can't, but it was a pretty good hitter. I, I'm trying to remember who the but, hell. It but was. there's no. But that's it. It's all. It, it that's the that's the the exception, not the norm. And then you're going to have it in the National League now because they're, they're going to go to a DH. You know it. I know it. Yep. And I guess that's better for fans if you like more runs. Well, it keeps um, your pitchers healthy too. Yeah, except your pitchers now, you know, your Aaron Nola has to face a nine batter that can hit. You know, the pitcher was always like, you know, uh, taking a hit or off. Look, I completely agree, but I also know what the the theory is, at least. Um, Yeah, I hear you. The Phillies, obviously, we talked about the the Real Muto thing. Yesterday, the news. Do you realize before you say this, we haven't talked about the Flyers since they ended. I know. And and they're probably the most stable franchise. Yeah, they in the are. City. <laughs> uh, Four Flyers. The Jesus. the Phillies. Um, the Phillies uh, let go Jim Jackson off the radio team, and and the <sighs> words they used of a luxury they couldn't afford really kind of sent a chill up your spine. Like, really, the 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 pre and post game host is a luxury at this point. Like, how he you know. Your thoughts, I guess. I'm a little too close to it because I, I, you know, yeah, Jimmy I know and I. You are. Um, look, Jimmy was on his program, I think, about a couple of months ago. He's a professional. Uh, we honored him. The sports writers honored him, I think, two years ago mm-hmm. for all his work, which I didn't even realize he'd been around here that long. Yeah. Um, 14 years with the Phillies, and now I think it's 27 look, for the Flyers. We know that there's going to be cuts. We sure. know that the money, we, we understand this. And John Middleton can be worth a trillion dollars, and then you say, "Well, we're going to lose a million. What was a hundred million this year? One hundred and eighty million is the is the reported okay. number." And I understand that it ain't my money. I'm not going to say. It. What do you think Jim Jackson makes a year? I mean, t- take a guess. Take your best guess. 
I, I, I don't know. I couldn't. I'm not okay. sure I want to know at okay. this point. But it's it's, it's a drop in a bucket. Okay, if I said to you he was making 250, do you think I'm high? Oh yeah. Okay. If I said 100, probably close to that. You're telling me that some guy who is now synonymous, just like Fransky is, just like Tom is, is synonymous with Phillies baseball. And the pre and post game show is a big deal. Right. I think he does a superb job. I don't listen to pregame. The post game, every now and again, you're in the I car. Yeah. He does a professional good job. Um, he's not a cheerleader. He's, you know, he is what he is, what he is. And he then he does what? Two innings during the game? During home games. He does the during fourth home- and the fifth inning. You're telling me that's not worth now, is it because they're afraid to go into some people they're laying off? I like, mean, think I, any of those people who would be getting laid off would say, but you're keeping Jim Jackson. I mean, nobody. That's part of the upfront entertainment value of your product. Uh, you're sending, look, again, it's not my money, Kevin. I can't I, tell. Mike, and, and I'll say this. Bad message. Bad optics. It's a bad say. optic. It's a really bad optic. And, and the terminology, whoever used it, whether I doubt it was John if it was Andy or uh, Dave Buck or whatever, it's just part of what made the Phillies special. And we know this through the years because we dealt with it with the Phillies with even through the Sports Writers Association was David Montgomery and the way he had that organization. Class. Structured. Class. class, Gentlemen. And again, we're not doubting that they're losing money. And I, I can't just tell John Middleton lose 183 million and suck it up. No, I, I get that there's business Absolutely ramifications. Not. That's correct. Um, you know, and it will involve cutting baseball payroll. I would imagine as part because that's the largest expenditure. And it'll be Riamulto playing for somebody else, right? But you have to handle these things with a velvet touch, and nobody down there since David left has that velvet touch. No. There have been, I know too many no. stories of too many people who have gotten shown the door in a way that would have literally, I, I hate saying it this way, David Montgomery would be rolling over in his grave. Yeah. Um, well, here would be my question to you. I, I'm assuming, I could be wrong now, they got to get somebody to replace him for the pregame and the postgame. Do you want right? to know I mean, what I think is going to happen? It'll just go away? They'll farm it out the WIP. But how about the two innings during the game? Uh, Scott, you do all, all nine innings. And, and okay, and, and, and in a look, Scott's a big boy. He gets paid good money. I'm I, assuming. I agree. I, I'm sure Scott and I like listening to Scott. Trust me. I you know. But what I'm saying is, if you're a loyal Philly listener, and there's a lot of them out there, I think. Yeah. And you've become used to this. You know, you you turn on WIP, you get your Jim Jackson. Maybe you don't do the pregame. Who knows? But a lot of people do the postgame, especially if you miss the game. I For mean, whatever reason, you miss the game. You know, I go to bed like some around 1130. Phillies game gets over late. I turn on Jimmy. Um, I, I mean, I, I look at it like this. This is my – they may have IP do it, and it would be, probably be Joe Giglio who does their nighttime stuff. And Joe knows his stuff, and it's – Sure. And – but – you're putting a lot of pressure on your play-by-play guy to do nine innings a night 
162 nights a year and having you know there's been building days off in all this the last couple of years for these guys you know th- there's a price to pay when, when you do this i mean well how about yeah i don't know how often you listen um but i at night sometimes and i didn't know if i liked it at first or didn't like it but he would do something with like fransky anderson Whoever was, and they would talk for like a half hour. They would come no, the, like the Friday roundtable. Round yeah, I've heard Friday roundtable. Right. I mean, whether you liked it or you didn't like it, it was something different. Entertaining. Trying. I mean, like Joe Julio could certainly do that. I'm not saying Joe could. I just think that you're sending, like you said, Kevin. Let's say 180 million is the figure. I'm no way poo pooing that. I, no, I, I'm I'm not either. But and people are going to lose jobs. People yeah. are going. They're going to get their pay. Marketing cut. people, ticket people, absolutely. Yeah, and it's a shame, and it's awful. And it is P- awful. PR but, people, but, I'm sure, will be yeah. in there. But restaurant people are losing jobs. Sure. Um, you know, it, it's it's. And it's I'm not. I'm living. not dismissing their loss either. It's just no, I understand. No. But Jim Jackson, it just seems. Yeah, if you said to me, "Hey, Jim's making a million a year," I'd say, "Oh, you know, okay, maybe maybe you should have went and asked Jim. Hey, Jim, could you do it for five hundred thousand? Yeah, because we really need to. Right. I I don't know. I don't know how this came about. I don't know if they gave him a choice. I don't know if they just went in and said, "This is what we're doing," which it seems like it sort of happened. But I mean, you know, you you almost wonder. Let's say, for sake of argument, Jim was making a hundred. Like I said, I don't know what he was making. And they went in and said, "Jim, you know, we're really could could you, could you work one year for maybe like fifty or seventy five? Now I don't know if Jim would have done that. I, I don't know. You know, who knows what Jim would have said, but. I don't know. To me, when you let guys like that go and you cite money, and the money is actually like, it's almost like if they said the peanuts, it's peanuts. They said to you, we can't sign this guy because he wanted Uh 800,000, but we would have given him 600,000. And you're almost like, well, really? Like, okay. Like, do you really want this guy or not? Um, But again, I'm not, I'm not the Phillies. So I can't sit here and and say what they should do in terms of that or what they shouldn't do. That's their business. Um, it's just a shame. It's a shame when anybody in our business and there's going to be more people, Kevin. You know, yeah, it, I know, I it. know it. The whole world, you know, at at, at the fanatic, at IP, um, in papers, uh, in the next two three years or whatever. Even if there wasn't a pandemic, yeah, uh, the pandemic has just made things worse. Um. And, you know, I'm sure we'll be talking about a similar story six months from now. I don't know who it will affect. I have no clue. Um, but, uh, you, you know, know. And, and somebody somebody mentioned on our um, on our Apple podcast page and mentioned about how they, they think our best shows are sometimes the ones where we talk about the state of the media. Trust me, it's a depressing topic. It really is. And it's because a, there's not a happy ending. No. Nobody has a happy ending anymore. No. And, you know, no, and by the way, we should point out while we're talking about broadcasters, Tom McCarthy did the Bills-Titans uh, game the other night for CBS. And was really good at it. And was incredible at it. Tom is... You know what I think, you know what I think Tom is worse at? Go ahead. The You're going to say baseball. I, no, not baseball. The Phillies. Well... Because I think he's, 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 there's too much pressure on him to be the Phillies guy. And I don't mean by that that he's bad on the Phillies. I don't mean that at all. I think he's terrific when he does sports where he's not affiliated with it. You know what I'm saying? Right. I just think there's too much pressure when you're the Phillies guy to be pro Phillies 
even when, you know, they're not giving you much reason to be pro-Philly. So I don't mean that as a criticism. I'm just saying he's good at all. Right. Um, so, but you're not the first person that told me that. No. Uh, so on the broadcast team, they've lost Greg Murphy on the TV side. That was a oh, com- right. that was a Comcast decision. Oh my god! And now they've lost Jim Jackson on the radio side. And who knows? We're early so, in the off season. Who knows what's going to happen? Do you think that Greg will get replaced? No. By somebody? Nope. So all that stuff that Greg did. Comcast has gotten rid. Comcast has gotten rid of their sideline reporters. Okay, Serena so Winters is gone. They did yeah. during a nine-inning game where you would go to Greg three, four, five, six times. That none of that's going to happen. That's not going to happen anymore. Nope. And the post-game, like when he would interview somebody, got the winning. They're going to give him a headset. You know, oh, I almost wonder. I almost wonder, Mike, if what's going to happen this year is we're going to see a little bit of what we saw this year. Where teams aren't going to send their te- their their radio or TV guys on the road. Well, <clears throat> yeah, I I don't have an answer. I mean, that would seem to me that once the pandemic's over, I think they have to go back to right. doing that. But nobody has to do anything. Nobody, yeah. Uh, I I know this much, which is weird. I was talking to a couple people that worked at my old paper, mm-hmm. uh, the Daily News Inquirer, right? And they're real worried about that place. Yeah. Because of things that are happening, they're selling their printing, printing press in Conshohocken. Yep. Um, and you hear stuff like that, and you're kind of like, and then when you hear the numbers of what circulation is, how much money that they're not making now, as opposed to five years ago, let's say, and where do you go? Like, like, what's the answer? There are no answers. There are no there, answers. There's no, no, you know, unless unless a hundred thousand people tomorrow decide to subscribe to. Uh, Inquire.com. Uh, I mean, Kevin, have you looked at Comcast lately to see what the programming is? It's bad. There is none. Yeah. There's none. It's there's the Miss show and whatever game's on that night, or if Kevin, there's not I a game, one it's... Time, I don't know what day of the week it was. I, I don't know, but I was flipping the thing. I said, ah, let me see what's on Comcast. Mm-hmm. Or see, yeah, whatever they call it. I call it Comcast. And... There was like five infomercial yeah. shows or, or a, a hunting show or something. I mean, it's unbelievable. They're used to that. I don't know if there used to be more on, and I just wasn't aware that it was like this. And I get, I get part of it is, again, the the economic times. They got to make money. I get it. I do. Um, but I also think they've cut it so far to the bone that the product is unrecognizable. Yeah, nobody. People used to ask me years ago when like a big five game wouldn't be on. Well, and they would say, why can't Comcast pick that up? And I'd say, well, here's why. They got to pay for that. Yeah. You know, Comcast has to give somebody money to put that game on. And sorry to say, but if it's LaSalle St. Joe, you know, a lot of people might not be watching. Uh, and, and nobody understands. They, they're just kind of like, oh, well, that, you know, you should do it for, like, you yeah. know, the fans or whatever. I'm like, well, um, I said, they're a business. They, they have to, you know, operate like a business, whether we like it or not. Just like ESPN operates like a business. And that became more of a problem when the NBC people got oh, involved absolutely. as opposed to what There's it was no, no under, under just Comcast. Let no me, doubt. speaking of which, let me switch to the Sixers. Um, well, the biggest news of the day in the NBA is Daryl Morey is leaving the Houston Rockets. Um, yeah, China demanded it. Daryl Morey splitting and... Which leads to the question: The Sixers are in the kind of the market for a head of basketball operations and player personnel. Mm, I don't see that. No. Well, I don't know. I mean, it, what are you going to do with Elton Brand then? 
Elvin's his number two. Well, okay, if Elton's okay with that. I mean, right now Elton's one. So if you're kind of telling Elton, you're taking Okay, how about, how about if he replaces Scott O'Neill basically and just becomes president of the club? Well, yeah, but I don't know if that's what Maury wants to do. I mean, does, does Maury like doing all that personnel stuff? Is he like, I don't know. You know who yeah. his best buddy was? Um, no, tell me. Sam Hinkie. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, you had to remind me of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. You know, Houston seems to me like a franchise that's about to go in the toilet because Harden's not getting any younger. Uh, D'Antoni's not coaching there anymore, right? Yeah, they um, didn't get Ty Lue. Ty Lue went no, to the Ty's Clippers. No, Ty's going to the Clips. I mean, that seems to me like a franchise that now is going to be that sixth or seventh seed in the in the West. Um. So, you know, and that's what happens to franchises. They have a couple shots. They don't get over to home. You know, they had the 3-1 lead against uh, the, the Warriors. Couldn't get it done. So, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I mean, Harden will score 35 a game. And um, I, I don't know who the Sixers should hire. Okay? I mean, I'll be honest with you. If I was the Sixers, I would ask Doc Rivers what he thinks. Yeah, I would too. You just bought Doc Rivers in here. He's the most respected guy in the NBA, or he's in the top three or four, let's say, okay? Mm -hmm. And you have him. And I think you sit him. Maybe you bring Elton in on the conversations. I don't know. You know, if you really like Elton and you, and you, and you think Elton's part of it, and you say, hey, what do you think? What do you think? And, 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 and see what, you know, there was a story today that one of his former assistants, I think, um, might be in line to come here, uh, a guy who coached in uh, – I can't remember the guy's name, but he was an NBA head coach. Um, I don't know. But anyway, that they were talking about. But I would ask Doc Rivers, hey, Doc, who do you think is a really good mind to serve in that role? And just see what he thinks. I mean, I, I don't know what he's going to tell you. Yeah. I, you know, because I don't know who the good GMs are, who the good GMs aren't. And if you think Elton is the guy. Yeah. You know, then, I mean, all I know is. Elton made the Horford move. So, yeah. you know. Uh, <laughs> That's one strike. So, well, you know, um, he didn't have the best offseason last offseason. No, he did not. Uh, do you have a uh, do you have a weekend plan up ahead? No, nah, it's funny, Kevin. I'm kind of demoralized because I'm bored and I'm, I'm, I should be golfing. Like, I should be golfing right now this minute because these days are not, you know, two, three weeks from now, we're not going to have these days. No. And... And I tr we tried to get um, me and my friend golfing over the weekend because we're playing Monday in his uh, charity tournament. You can't get a tee time. No. And the tee times are like $100. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. We were looking for tee times, and, you know, and we were like, oh, my God, like, really? Yeah. Like $85 to play that course, and it's yeah. an hour and a half away? And So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of depressed. I, I You know, I, I'm probably going to ask my wife – you know, if she wants to, to, you know, she likes to rest on the weekends because the school wipes her out yeah. so much. Um, and by the way, if anybody from the school district of Philadelphia is listening to this, why is it that she has to work like an hour after she's done to do all the, 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 the clerical work or whatever kind of work? Is she getting paid for that? I mean, and I'm assuming you're a teacher. You know teachers do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Does anybody ever factor that into a teacher's uh, – all you ever hear is, well, you know, the teachers, they get the summer off and they get Christmas – and they get – you know, and – well, teachers work more than eight-hour days. Well – Let me just say that. 
let me uh, you know. let me add in on this. Uh, I, I we're supposed to go back at, at Ben Salem on November sixteenth. I, I don't know if I see it happening or not. Um, well, they're going to try, right? They're going to try in a hybrid form, right? Um, but it's going to be choppy because of the fact that you know after that you come back for a week, then you go on Easter or on Thanksgiving break. Then you're back for two weeks, and then you have Christmas. You know, I I don't know if it would have been smarter just wait till January 4th when everybody goes back after the holiday and see what happens. Yeah, but there's so much pressure coming from so many. My personal opinion, now you're in the classroom, Kevin. I Uh used to teach years and years and years ago. Well, there's nobody in my classroom now. but No, but you know what I'm saying. I know. You will be in the classroom. I think the hybrid model is worse. Like, I... I think having a kid go in two days and then do like three days of virtual, I don't see how that's better. Maybe I'm missing the point. I, I, I could, you be. know, honestly, I couldn't tell you right now. Yeah, because I, we're but, not at that point. And, and but I think the, at least this way with a virtual, at least the kids are programmed into what their day is going to be. Yeah, that's true. You know, now I was listening to my wife today when she was on, and one of their teachers, and I, I guess it would be like third or fourth grade kids. I don't know. And he was kind of admonishing them a little bit. He's, you know, you people, you know, a lot of you aren't doing your homework. Yep, you're not doing the assignments I give you. And when we give grades out, yeah, but the, know, pro- going to be re- the problem, reflected. yeah, the problem is though. I mean, there's so many kids with technical issues with I know internet I know. and all that. It's just, yeah, this is what pan- this is what, and I said this months ago. You have to come to the reality that we're in a pandemic, and it ain't going away anytime soon. Right. It will go away. There will be a time when it will go away. Yep. And but we're not willing to wait it out. No. And we're, that's the problem. We're very impatient. Well, and 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 then you have consequences. And then yep. when you have consequences, everybody then they look at you like, well, yeah, they, they don't have an answer. The answer is go back. Well, what if Kevin goes back and Kevin gets sick? You know, what what's Kevin's is Kevin supposed to go to somebody and say, Hey, I'm sick? You know, do do I get compensated here or you know or and nobody has answers for that. No, I nobody. Can, I has, can't explain know. it to you, Mike. And if I agree. Ten your, if 10 of your kids go home yeah. to their houses and then spread something, you know, that's no good. I I don't disagree. But, you know, we... All we, right, hey, so next week... 2020 can't get over, and I'm afraid I'm going to be saying this in 2021 for at least the first half, but it can't get over fast enough. It's, it, it, it's brutal. Yeah. Uh, 75 days left, I think. Oh man. It, it, you know what? I, I was just saying, I'm a big Christmas guy. Uh-huh. I get into Christmas. I, you know, when I, my wife looks at me sometimes like, really? Like, you know, um, and I even looked at her and I said, you know, Gene, I, I don't think I'll put the tree up, you know, cause we like the tree and we'll put, but I said, I'm not going nuts this year. I, I, maybe I'll change my mind, right? you know, come then, um, but I don't know. I'm just not. I'm not. No, you know, I we hear might you. not have. We might. Not, I'm not a big Halloween guy, but I like it because the kids come around and get candy. We might not do that. Right. Um. You know, Thanksgiving. I. I don't. You know. Mm-hmm. Who the hell knows? I mean, it's just. I don't know. Um. All right. So next week we're going to do a Wednesday show, I believe, or a Tuesday okay. night show, and post it on Wednesday. Uh. And only one show next week. So. Get your picks ready, Mike, early. Oh, that's right. Well, let me ask you a question. Yes. I'm being serious here. Unless something goofy happens in the Eagles game, like they win. Yeah. Or we could always maybe do some. But why don't we just wait till late in the week when we can actually do our picks and think about it? Because I'm going away on uh, Wednesday oh, night. Oh, 
Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, because I'm going okay. to Bloomsburg for my testing Wednesday or Thursday. Well, no, I know that, but when you get home Friday? Uh, well, we could do Friday. I, I won't well, get I won't get home till at four or five. We have Je- we have Jeff McLean scheduled for Tuesday. Okay, listen now. Do this, also, by the way, I should point out that the Eagles are a Thursday game next week. So okay, let's do this. We'll do the Tuesday, but then if you want to do a short Friday night, I don't think we should do our picks on Tuesday. Okay, I think that's too early in the week. We'll do our Eagles preview. You on can Tuesday. make an Eagles pick, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, um, so the Eagles get so the Eagles get. Oh, they don't. Their buy is after the Dallas game. Yeah. But they will get an extra three days to get ready for Dallas. Dallas, yeah. See, that's a great stretch for them. That is a good stretch. Because everything works out yep. logistically as good as, as well as it can. Yep. You don't even have to get on an airplane, right? Nope. Wow. It's not bad. It's not I, bad. I can see, man. I'm telling you, they're going to host. They're going to host a playoff game. Oh, don't start. Fifty thousand people at the link. I'm <laughs> telling you. And five, ten thousand of them will get sick, but there'll be fifty thousand people at the link. All right, Mike, have a good weekend. You too, brother. All right, man. Our thanks to Anthony Gargano for joining us. Our thanks to you for joining us. Have a great weekend, everybody. This has been Working the Beat.